Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Real Estate Podcast, the intersection between the latest trends in real estate and its impact on our everyday lives. We're your hosts, Alex Norman. And Jamie Blonde, and you've come to the right location. The real estate starts now. In today's episode, Range of Motion, we explore the intersection between the locations where we choose to live and the physical challenges that can arise with age, injury, and elective surgery. Today's guest is Brett Fox, the owner of Fox Physical Therapy, a premier orthopedic and sports injury rehabilitation outpatient facility. Fox has five office locations in Miami, Edgewater, Boca, and West Kendall. They treat all injuries, including back pain, sports injuries, knee injuries, shoulders, and more. Brett is a doctor of physical therapy, an orthopedic certified specialist, an orthopedic manual therapist, and is dry needle certified. In addition, he's also a real estate investor. Brett, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Brett. Thank you for having me, guys. So, Brett, tell us a bit about yourself. Yes, um, I grew up in um, New York. I moved down here when I was seven. I was, you know, I'm living in Miami currently right now. I went to undergrad in Orlando and then grad school in Miami. Um, and I've been, you know, down here since with, you know, working on my practices and for the last 15 years and opened my current practice about nine years ago. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Look, I want to get into your background and how you got into this space. But for starters, uh, for those who may not know, physical therapy um, and physical therapists are movement specialists who assess musculoskeletal impairments they can be the frontline provider without a prescription from a primary care provider i know that some of you may also be familiar with occupational therapy and even though physical therapy and occupational therapy are both types of rehabilitate rehabilitative care um they're they're quite different the main difference between the two is that physical therapy focuses on improving the patient's ability to move their body while occupational therapy focuses on improving a patient's ability to perform activities of daily living now physical therapy began back in the late 1800s as a way of to treat bone disorders in Europe. The profession of physical therapy was established after American orthopedic surgeons realized that physical education and exercise could help children with disabilities. The term physiotherapy was actually coined in 1851. Now, the profession developed rapidly after 1916 uh, and the polio outbreak <laughs> and the sort of World War II. And so physical therapists helped the patients recover from polio and rehabilitate soldiers returning from war. Now, we've come a long way since then, right? And we've seen how in some locations uh, in across the United States have actually been energized from seniors uh, with the help of physical therapy, you know, who are now reintroducing the community. So, for example, in cities that are more walkable or, in fact, malls that were once bustling shopping centers are now air-conditioned indoor parks where we see seniors comfortably walking for hours on end. So, yeah, it's a remarkable impact both that physical therapy has on our on our history uh, and our communities. So, Brett, what was some of the reasons why you got into this space, uh, this really fascinating space? Yes, um, well, I always wanted to do something in the medical field, but I, you know, going through college is hard to narrow down exactly what you want to do. Um, so, I you know did some research, did some volunteer work, and. You know, I kind of wanted to my actually my undergrad was in health service administration, so more the business aspect of it. So I started out in that realm. But then I realized man, I really want to do something a little bit more, not so much behind the desk, kind of a little more hands on. 
So, you know, I pretty much went to some local physical therapy clinics, kind of volunteered there, took a look and then realized, you know, the impact that I can have on people's lives. Um, so at the time, that's kind of how I got started and then um, just started pursuing, you know, my doctorate degree in physical therapy. You know, I've I've been using physical therapy over the course of my life, one injury or another, and we'll get we'll get into that. So I'm familiar with what a physical therapy location looks like. But for our listeners who have never been lucky enough never to need any physical therapy or are considering physical therapy, describe what one your facility, what the facility looks like. Because you know, it seems like it's a cross between a gym with some treadmills and some aerobic activities. There's some Pilates equipment, there's benches and tables where people do actually work on your body. So take us through what a typical physical therapy operation looks like briefly. Um, so yes, yeah, pretty much all my locations are actually the way I run my business, they're actually located in different entities, really. So one of my locations is located in a chiropractic office in Boca. The other one is located in actually like a body, more of a bodybuilder's gym. The other one's more of a located in a boutique gym where they do one-on-one personal training. And then the other one is located in a CrossFit gym. So I kind of hit all different areas of like locations, but they're all pretty much the same because we don't just get patients from the gym itself. But what it does is people that we work with, it really helps them out because say they're coming in just to go to the gym and start working out and start training, but they already come in with a shoulder problem, right? So then they might say, Hey, why don't you go checked out by a physical therapist first? So in general, all my locations kind of have a little bit of different look to them and feel by the end of the day. Yes. Like you said, the different tables, the equipment, you know, we specialize in, you know, more sports and orthopedics. So we're going to have some more advanced equipment, some barbells, some dumbbells to really advance people in strengthening. Yeah. So that, I love, I love that as a CrossFitter myself, I, I can totally appreciate physical therapy next to a CrossFit gym. Um, but, you know, I think the stigma uh, that you just, um, or, or you know, you're debunking, I think is that physical therapy is the result of injury, right? And so I, I figure, you know, you see a physical therapy look, you know, sign next to a CrossFit gym. I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't do CrossFit because yeah, I'm going to end up on a table, right? But that's not the case. I think that you, what you're saying here is that it's, it's, an, it's um, perhaps important to, to do some physical therapy before you do the exercise so that you can perform better uh, and, and achieve more gains as a result of you being more prepared your your body is being set up properly is that right more more of a preventative uh, activity in other words yeah both you guys said it you know correctly i mean pretty much you're coming in here if if we can catch something before the actual injury may happen you know it might save you months or prevent a surgery or anything just to get your body ready to go for that activity you know obviously there's different demands with different activities so especially this day and age, there's so many different, there's boot camps, there's CrossFits, there's, you know, there's cycling camps, there's rowing court like classes, there's all kinds of classes that people don't really put their bodies through and then kind of, oh, my friend's doing that this weekend, let me jump in on that class. But like you said, your body and I might not be prepared to handle those stressors. So if we come in, patients come see us, we can maybe eliminate a couple things or at least 
start building the base to get them started. And 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 one of the things when we, we talked about your business earlier, one of the things you mentioned was, which is a bit unique in your business, I know when I go to physical therapy operations, usually there's a head doctor, a head person who's trained, who's who's gone to school, and then there are other people who work with them, who will follow their instruction on what on how to treat the patient. Your operation, everybody who's treating a patient is a doctor. Am I getting that correctly? Does that? Yeah, that's correct. So um, from, you know, my perspective, you know, I worked for a couple of companies before this, and I wanted to get them, you know, if someone's coming in, they're paying, you know, top dollar to see us, um, either through insurance, or we, you know, cash paying patient, I want them to feel like they're getting the top care. And it's not putting down any AIDS, techs, assistance, or anything like that. But we, you know, we've gone to school longer, we have the deeper background, the deeper knowledge of the muscle skeletal system. So, and then the main thing is trying to do continuative care. A lot of complaints we have coming from uh, people coming from other places is, you know, they'll go in, they'll see the doctor, then they'll just can't hand off to an aide or a tech, which will just follow the doctor's script up to a point. But what I see the most is each time you come in, we're changing, you know, what we need to do. If you advance from last treatment, then, you know, we're advancing. If you were a little sore, maybe we're keeping you the same. So that's where we kind of come into play and we're able to kind of dictate that a little bit better than just following, you know, a sheet with exercises on it. Well, that's changing the um, the perception right there. I, mean, I think that when, when, yeah, many years ago, when I would think physical therapy, I would think the, the, the person that's following the basketball player and the football player with that bag and a bottle of water, right? It's that, it's that constant need of physical attention that comes from someone that's being paid to do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week for, you know, said professional athlete. What you're saying is that the average Joe uh, and Jane, like us, can get that level of professional care at any time that they want through your facility. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty huge, right? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, and you'll come in here and you'll see, you'll be right next to a professional athlete. You know, we treat a lot of, you know, I probably treat. I'm that out loud because then people showing up at your office looking to see, they're going to hang out with, with Michael Jordan or something. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's true. We treat, you know, about 30% of the NBA, uh, NFL players, golfers, tennis players. So, but yeah, we're trying to make that, uh, you know, available to the public and for them to get that same kind of care. So you see them using those machines on the TV. We have those same machines here. I, I So I heard that, that Messi is at Fox Therapy. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it just broke. Maybe soon. Maybe soon. Ah. We'll see. <laughs> Boy, you, you'd know it because there'd be no place to park. I'll tell you that. It's, yeah. funny, it's funny. Speaking about celebrities, are you kind of a celebrity? Are you like a doctor when you go to a party and you say what you do and all of a sudden everybody bombards you with this is bothering me and this is bothering me? Do you get that a lot? Oh, every time, every time, you know, especially as, you know, I'm getting a little older now. So you know, people are, you know, 35, 40 year old, my buddies that are still trying to do what they did in their twenties are constantly saying, Hey, I got this little nagging shoulder pain, this elbow pain. So every time I go out, you know, doesn't miss a beat, you know, of me uh, having to kind of push them off and say, Hey, come in for a full examination. Well, you know, we'll get you right. Well, you know, when, you know, the whole industry has gotten, um, publicized, but you know, there's a lot of sophistication in it, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, once you once you go to a physical therapist that knows what they're doing, uh, you, you never go back to like you know that friend or that wife or girlfriend that says or someone that says, "Hey, look, I'm just you know, do you need a massage?" Like I would never, I would never accept 
a random massage offer after going to a physical therapist. So, cause like you just, the quality is different, but you also, you know, you, you're knowledgeable. You won't by accident break something or mess something up. It's like, it's like you get hooked. You know, I feel like, um, you know, you know, like there's always stories about going to a chiropractor and then you kind of figure you kind of addicted, you kind of hooked for a long period of time. Is that the case? I mean, when you go, um, it, it, it are, do you solve problems and do you fix it or is it an ongoing, like, is there a finality to your work or is it pretty much your, I'm going to go to a physical therapist for the rest of my life? No, that's definitely not the case. I'm, I mean, my goal is to get them in and get them out as quick as possible. Because if I'm getting you better in five treatment sessions, you're going to go tell five of your friends, you know, how well and like, you know, no, everyone's busy these days. Everyone doesn't have time to, you know, take out their work. We obviously to drive over to get treatment, you know, everything like that. So my whole goal is the quicker I can get you better, the better, you know, the better outcomes I'm going to see. But, you know, every case is different. You know, some people will have to be here longer if it's more of a strength issue. And I'll be able to show them stuff that they can do on their own. But there has to be that buy-in from the patient as well. So that's, you know, my whole thing is like, Hey, you're coming here, you brought yourself in here. Now let's, let's get to work, but you're also going to have your homework you got to do at home. Yeah. I want to follow up on that because I was going to mention that it's very much a, a sort of a team effort between you and your therapist. I, I, I know for myself, you know, what happens is you go, you feel better. The therapy works. And then you go back to to your exercise, but you don't do the exercises that got you to feel better. Whereas I found that now that I've taken those exercises, say for my shoulders, uh, using low weights to do this and to do this and that, and 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 it strengthens the shoulders. If, at, once I ingra in, ingrained those exercises into my regular workout, it has allowed me to maintain the benefits of the physical therapy. So it really is a, a, a team effort. It's not like you go in, you lie in the bed, they put you to sleep, the doctor cuts it out, and you're done. You, have, you just have to feel better and find out when you can shower again. W with physical therapy, it's an ongoing set of exercises and training things that if you continue to do with your life, can continue to prolong the benefits of the physical therapy without having to go back. Is that accurate? Yeah, hundred percent accurate. You know, I don't want to. My whole thing is, I don't want to see you back in here for the same issue you had. Now, people come back. You know, like you said, once you've seen a therapist once and you like what they do, they're going to come back again. But hopefully, I, they walk in the doors and they're like, "No, my knee's better, but now I got a shoulder problem." You know, and then I'm addressing those next issues. So, yeah. And by the way, you said something about being thirty-five, forty, and old. I just want to correct that for our listeners. Okay, <laughs> thirty-five, forty is not old. That's childhood okay depending on where you're looking from um, but the other thing you mentioned that was so valid you said look somebody's coming a long way they're getting their car to come into therapy i wanted to talk about location a lot of what we talk about on our podcast has to do with effects on location location seems to be crucial for a lot of businesses no more so than yours when someone's hurt or they're having trouble with a hip or with a knee they certainly don't want to have to travel long distances just to try to feel better the traveling back alone can negate everything that they've benefited from so how important is location to your business and how do you approach that situation how do you decide where to locate um well each of my locations you know actually you know when i opened my um first location here in edgewater winwood area um there wasn't much around at the time you know there's still nothing compared to where we are you know that was 10 years ago to where we are today so you know i didn't know where how you know this area was going to get but obviously the whole 
South Florida area has grown immensely. And then I also had an opportunity to actually open less than 10 minutes down the street. And I was thinking to myself, you know, man, is it too close? But just the patient population density in the areas kind of, you know, those are my two busiest clinics and they're 10 minutes apart. And now given traffic, you know, maybe, you know, some days might be 30 minutes apart, but for the most part, you know, the location is definitely key um, depending where people live. They either, if they want to go to therapy, either where they live or where they work and they can kind of go during a lunch break or before or after work too. You know, I think not just the location of your facilities, I think what we've seen across America, obviously in Florida as well, just the evolution of physical activity, right? I mean, we've gone from putting greens to pickleball. Uh, you know, we've gone from fairways to football stadiums. And there's a new trend in fitness that is affecting everyone. I mean, people are being just just generally more active. Uh, could it be because people are getting healthier or maybe less healthier and there's an urgency to to, to reactivate and reintegrate um, or any or or everything in between? So we're seeing that communities are just in general getting more active. And as a result, unfortunately, perhaps getting more injured. <laughs> right. I just heard a study that pickleball is one of the most dangerous sport. And it's like it's crazy. So are Mostly you because everyone's 80 that they're who are playing. That's what <laughs> you know, people running into walls. It's great. So are you finding that your business uh, is is on an upward trend line because of more activity in the community? Uh, definitely. Um, obviously, especially where my locations are actually located, just, you know, South Florida, everyone's out and about a lot. But, you know, obviously pickleball is huge. You know, you see every tennis court getting turned into two pickleball courts. Um, so I actually did a blog recently about pickleball and different injuries you can get from pickleball because we were starting to get a lot of pickleball players or even some paddle players down here. Um, so yeah, it's definitely involved. I think just like you said, um, you know, just people are staying more active, you know, because of, you know, maybe social media, maybe images, maybe hanging out with friends. There's so many different, you know, things that can be involved of, you know, why this is happening, but, you know, kind of like you say, com culmination of everything. Um, but yeah, definitely seeing that upward trend of stuff and people trying different things or new technology or, if you guys ever seen those one wheel scooters people are scooting on down the street you know i've had some pretty bad injuries from those or even the electric scooters people are renting you know people falling off of those from injuries too that's so, so funny I, I i every time i see somebody barreling down the street i think to myself how many more blocks before that person is going to wipe out they haven't been on something like that in 30 years you know yeah i know it's it's pretty crazy. As a matter of fact, you raise a good point, right? Because in my generation, uh, even as a young, um, upperly mobile, trying to get advanced in my career, I was told that I needed to learn how to play golf in order to, to you know, go up the ranks. And I'm young and I was fairly athletic. And I thought, well, I don't need to really do anything um, to prepare myself for golf because it's pretty much a low active sport. But today, um, you know, a lot of folks in the C-suites are rock climbing, uh, they're base jumping, they're doing all kinds of really- Once. <laughs> uh, and, so, and so, you know, the, act, the, the common activity now that, that pretty much everyone has to do 
just to get ahead, sometimes just to be socially active in, in their in their in their jobs is to do something strenuous. So regardless of how old you are, I think it, it makes sense to prepare your body for 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 all of these things. And so physical therapy seems to be a great entry point to prepare for the future sport that you, you know, may or may do because you love it or may do because your your co-workers are doing it. I don't know the injury in in foaling, which is a big sport, by the way, in in Michigan. I don't know if any injuries come from that, but I see a lot of people being just more active around the work the workplace. Yeah, and I think I think uh, healthcare has come a long way, right? Everything. I, I mean, I don't know where eggs are today. Eggs used to be good for you, then eggs were bad for you, then eggs are good for you. You know, but but in general, we 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 have gotten more knowledgeable about the body. We've got a lot more knowledgeable, especially in an older population, of how important it is to stay active. Right? That the more active you are, even if you're just walking 15 minutes a day, can be a huge difference in terms of your longevity and the quality of life as you get older. And Florida is, let's face it, one of the retiree destinations in this country like arizona like like uh, southern california um like the panhandle where where people where people are are, are gravitating there in, in latter parts of their lives and so one of the benefits of gravitating to someplace that has great weather like florida is the ability to be active right which also helps you with your health so i can see how how the older population w wants to gravitate to places where they can be active and want to try to be more active do you find in your practice that the bit that's the the injuries skew higher or do you find because you're more located co-located with in physical activity uh, gyms for the most part that it's more of a younger injury prone group of people that are weightlifting etc what does your population of patient look like uh i mean we see children you know i have treat children 10 year olds to 90 year olds you know so obviously whole thing is people are living longer too so you know as you're living longer you're gonna probably have more wear and tear in their body you know the joints and the, how the tissues work can only hold up for so you know for so long so i'm seeing you know but the, i would say the average in my the areas we treat are like 25 to 50 year olds would be the main you know 25 year range but you know i've also seen you know all kinds of patients so we you know from especially the outpatient clinic you know the what we take here is we'll see them from work injuries auto accidents you know sporting injuries just i mean you'll random stuff you know people getting injured at uh, falling off a chair at work type injuries too so. You know, you know, where are we going with this? Like, so where, where does the, what does the future look like in physical therapy um, to that point? As in some cases, there's a part of the population that's getting more, more physically active and there's a part of the population that's getting less physically active. I remember when I was going through high school um, and elementary school, the the physical, you know, that, that hour that we with a half hour that we get for PT class. You know, we do all kinds of stuff. We're doing push-ups, we're doing jumping jacks. I mean, it was really like a military style training. Not so much anymore for kids. So I don't know how prepared kids are getting for physical activity um, for the most part in school. And so, you know, where where do you see us going from a fitness and physical therapy standpoint? I mean, I definitely see, you know, the word getting out more, how important it is, is for that. But then at the same time, the technology kind of causing you to be a little more sedentary, right? You don't have to go to the grocery store. You don't, you don't have to leave your house, period, right? You can get everything 
from A to Z delivered or brought to you or worked on or done everything at your house. So that's where I see maybe, you know, it's great to have go out and have exercise for an hour. But if you're in front of your computer for seven, eight hours a day, and then you come home and you're on your phone for two, three hours a day, and then you eat dinner, you know, what's that hour really going to do? You know, so the whole like trying to get 10,000 steps to try, is try to be active, you know. So the good thing about my job is I'm always on my feet. I'm up, down, moving all around. So I don't see those problems for me specifically. But, uh, you know, how many, you know, workers are strictly desk workers? And that's another huge thing that I see injury wise is the postural stuff, the, you know, the computer texting, all that stuff. So trying to educate people, hey, get a standing desk stand up and move. If you're on a phone call, drop down the floor, do some stretch or do some exercise, keep it moving. You know, you're not going to be sitting at your computer. Plus I think that makes you a little bit more active, keeps you awake throughout the day where you don't need all these energy drinks that people are just drinking all day long. Cause that, that, that can't be good. <laughs> so it, you know, I still think it varies, you know, yeah, we're, you know, in a society where there is a lot more activity, more different kinds of sports you can be involved in. But at the same time, you know, the technology, these caffeine energy drinks, we don't even know what possibilities those are going to bring in the future for not just the physical health, but mental health and all. I mean, you can go on, you know, there's so many different variables that we could talk about. Well, and, and as technology has changed, as we've got MRIs and CAT scans that give us a better picture of what's going on or where there might be uh, damage to the body or inflammation, etc. Um, they're coming out with platelet, platelet rich plasma injections, PRPs, stem cell injections. Are all these things helping to improve outcomes? Do you, do you see some of these technologies as being viable going forward? Uh, yes. I mean, I think we're at the point where we're kind of in transition would say MRIs and x-rays, I think they were just being overprescribed. You know, now you see a lot of insurance companies trying not to pay for that, trying to do physical therapy first, because you can send someone, get some motion going and see how they respond. And if they're not responding after a certain amount of time, yeah, then at that point, they can go get an MRI, you know, so there was a lot of waste in, you know, the medical field, basically off of that as well. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, that's a really good point, right? Because I mean, as you mentioned, it, I'm thinking about pain medication, right? And so I think we're, we have a tendency to want to treat the symptom, uh, not the cause, right? And so, you know, I can just take a pill and not feel the pain in my shoulder, Am I then likely to go to a physical therapist and to work on and work on it for the next month? Right. So there, there's a there's a level of um, I don't know, priority. I'm not sure exactly what what to call it, but how do you get with more drugs being available, with more technology being, or at least um, not not necessarily accessible, but but offered through mobile devices, through through telehealth and virtual care and all that stuff when you see that trend increasing, uh, but in fact, you, you, sometimes you just need someone to actually crack your back or, or to get their hands in there. Um, what, what do you see the balance of that? How, how do you, are you partnering with, with, um, with some tech providers or, or platform providers in this area? Where do we see that going and how do people get more involved, whether or not if they want to be in, in the, get into the industry of physical therapy or they want to just know more about it? Yeah. So, I mean, with the pain medication, you know, I feel most of the time it's a band-aid. Now, some might come in here and they're extremely pain, you know, tons of pain, can't move, you know, I'm just like, oh, okay. So then I have to use some of the more modality-based stuff. 
Um, like I recently just purchased um, a Sumus Horizon laser. So, you know, using technology, I'm always in trying to invest in my company to get the best outcomes. So the laser therapy has helped a lot. And that's something pretty new. Uh, also dry needling with electrical stimulation. That's another new one as well. Um, on top of all the other modalities that you've seen in the past. And then some um, other modalities like ultrasound, e-stem and all that are just getting outdated and research has proven those to just be ineffective at a point. Um, but as far as pain medication, um, yeah, no one, a lot of people tell me, Hey, I, you know, I'm taking this stuff because my doctor prescribed it, but I, you know, I know it's side effects. So people are starting to get the understanding of, you know, Hey, that's not going to cure you. You know, it might help you temporarily, which sometimes is needed to get you over that pain threshold. So you can participate in physical therapy, but at the same time, some people are getting overprescribed and then, you know, that what, that's what got us in kind of that whole painkiller prescription addiction, you know, that we have kind of going on that we're trying to now eliminate and get rid of some of those, you know, painkillers on the market that are getting people addicted to drugs. Yeah, the whole opioid, opioid epidemic. Yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like technology is constantly improving. It sounds like you're on top of it, which is very important. It sounds like hopefully over time, we're just finding more and more ways to relieve people's symptoms, to improve people's outcomes, and uh, to get people back out onto the court, so to speak, as soon as possible. Um, before we wrap up, I just wanted to highlight a quick, quick, because we have a lot of real estate investors who listen to our podcast. You yourself are somewhat of a real estate investor. Is that is that based on what you've learned from having to wear that you wear many hats? You're the doctor. You're also the owner of the company. You're also the you have to develop the real estate for your facility. Um, have you have you is that where is that what got you excited about real estate, or is it just something you do on the side? And certainly, being in Miami, you are in the epicenter of a, a boom. Yeah, so kind of kind of a combination of everything you said, you know, I was, you know, I had some family members that are involved in real estate and just looking at, you know, where real estate is and, you know, how it can help you with just increasing that passive income. Um, it's just kind of kind of led to one thing or the other. And just obviously, my great thing about my business, I meet people from all different sectors of the world, all different professionals or so I kind of have a good understanding of where the world is and kind of where it's going based on some of my clients and just having general talks with them about real estate and investing and maybe doing some hard money or, you know, some flipping some homes and kind of going from there. That's exciting. Yeah, it sounds super exciting. I mean, I think you're in the right place for for both your passion for real estate as well as for your profession in physical therapy. So, I mean, we, we, we all need it. I, you know, I, I, I'm just now unpacking the idea of dry needling as you mentioned that earlier i mean there's so many different ways um to improve one's physical condition um using um the techniques and, and being able to contact professionals like like yourself so i'm very keen on getting a chance to go to your uh to one of your locations and seeing what you can do what you can do for me <laughs> of course yeah when you're down here come on in and we'll take care of you Brett, we want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Real quick, for our listeners, if they want to get in touch with you or they are having some pain and they want to get some treatment, what's the best way to get hold of you or to find out information on your company? I would say just the easiest way is go to the website. Depending, this way you can see the locations which you're closest to. Um, it's foxpt.com. Terrific. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for all you do to help the community. And I hope that I don't have to bump into you in a professional <laughs> professional capacity, but you never know. But thanks again for coming on and enlightening our listeners. Thanks, Brett. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. It was great. You've been listening to The Real Estate Podcast. 
Give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. Check out our website at therealstate.co and let us know if there are any new topics you'd like to hear us address. We love hearing your feedback. See you next week.